In our last session, we talked briefly about the very real need of pushing pause, taking time to reflect, really understanding who am I, why am I here, and seasonally actually evaluating and assessing all the things that you do, all the things that you're involved in, and just asking yourself, can all of this go with me into the new season? That's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's a 30-day process, and I've invited you to join me in this. And today, I want to go one step further. I, I will tell you, and, and I've lived this, I've experienced it, it's been a very real part of my struggle, is that I've spent so many years trying to live up to the expectations of other people. In some cases, it's people that I want to not necessarily impress, but to earn their approval or to earn their love or their affection or their affinity. In some cases, it's been, you know, trying to earn a parent's approval because maybe as a child, like many of you, I'm sure, maybe you didn't have that affirmation from mom or from dad, and you're just constantly looking to, for somebody to say, you did a great job. Uh, but we can get so caught up in that pursuit of approval and measuring up to what other people expect of us in our various roles and functions that we get way off in the weeds doing things and spending time with things that simply aren't a part of the, the puzzle in our own life. And so we, we give up bandwidth and we, we busy ourselves with activities and projects that are not a part of our unique assignment. And so with that said, I want that to kind of serve as a backdrop today because I'm asking myself some very important questions and I'm going to be talking to you about those uh, as we go along through this process. Uh, before I share the specific questions with you, I want to say this to you. Unless you are willing to ask yourself the very hard questions that need to be asked and unless you are willing to answer those honestly, with integrity, then you're going to find yourself in that place we talked about in our last session. You're going to be stuck. The ruts are going to get deeper as time goes on. It's difficult to bring yourself out of a rut when you're continuing the same motion and patterns all the time. And the only way to break the cycle is to ask yourself the really hard questions and have a willingness to answer them from a heart of honesty and integrity. Sometimes in order to do that, let me just say this, you have to actually ask other people who can be objective on your behalf. Not too long ago, I, I sent letters out to 20 or 21 people and I, there was a particular question that I needed feedback on regarding how others saw this particular characteristic or aspect in my life. And I, I felt like I could define it pretty clearly. If someone had asked me the question about myself, I could have answered it. But I, I recognized, and you should recognize, that sometimes we're not as objective. We're seeing, we're seeing the question through eyes that are somewhat skewed in our own favor. And so I wanted to ask my friends, my associates, some of my clients, hey, regarding this one issue, how do you see me? How do you see this situation? And I got man, 12 or 13 responses, and it was so eye-opening because I was receiving honest, objective feedback that I could then bring into the data bank and process from a place of truth and honesty. Powerful. 
But un unless you're willing to ask the questions and get honest feedback or look at them honestly yourself, you're going to remain stuck. Now, in this session, I'm going to share with you five questions or five things that I am spending deep time on right now, pondering and considering as I walk out this process. Let me share those five questions with you right now. Question number one. I hope you're writing this down. If you're driving in your car, don't write it down. Come back to it later. But if you're aware you can take notes, write these questions down. Question number one is, what is unfinished in my life? What goals, what projects, what dreams, what ideas have I entertained or maybe even started and not finished? You know what bugs me more than anything around my house? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but my wife, bless her heart, she will start a project somewhere in the house, cleaning a room or moving furniture or doing something, and then the phone will ring or she'll think of something else that needs to be done. She'll step away from the project, and five days later, sometimes a month later, I'll go back to it, and guess what's happened? It's unfinished. Drives me nuts. We did some pretty significant remodeling in our home uh, in the previous year, in 2017 and 2018, actually. And I will tell you, there's a couple of little things that never got done, like little touch-ups and little, little tidy-ups and little finish work. And, and for a year, we have gone with that stuff unfinished, and it drives me up the wall. I don't even have to see it. My subconscious mind knows that it's there, and it literally is, is causing me anguish and pain and stress. And that's what unfinished business does. Whether you recognize it or not, it is actually causing you stress. It is wearing on your unconscious mind. It is causing you to question your validity, your power, your strength, your value, your worth, because your brain, like I tell people all the time, I got 27 people up here in my head and we have large committee meetings. And when I'm not in the room, they're still talking about me. And so at the end of the day, here's the deal. There's a conversation going on all the time in your mind, and it's, it's having this discussion. That's not done. You didn't finish that. You quit. You didn't, go th you didn't follow through on that. And it's causing you bodily, physical, mental, emotional stress. So one of the questions that I'm really going deep on right now and, and, and really trying to answer honestly is, what have I started? What have I set out to do or accomplish that I just quit? I stopped. Maybe I got 90% done or 50% done or maybe only 10% done, but I just set it to the side. And then I ask, why did I quit? What, what, why did I not finish that? What motivated me, positive or negative, to not complete my circle as it related to that goal or that dream or that project? Very important question. What is unfinished? Question number two writing this down? All right, here we go. What is unacceptable? What is unacceptable? Now, I'm going to encourage you not to jump off into the political spectrum or into social issues, those types of things. Now, there are things in that world that are unacceptable to me too, okay? I get it. But what I'm talking about here is when you look at your own life honestly, what situation, what condition what relationships, what, what dynamics 
are repeating themselves and driving home this, this nagging thing on you. And, and if you really get serious about it, you would say it's unacceptable. That is not okay. Because here's the deal. We actually, over time, become numb to things that are detrimental to us. We begin to tolerate things that we should never tolerate. All right? Let me give you some examples. This will probably help you to, to, uh, to hone in on this. I, I'm going to use myself as an example on this first one. Weight and health. Now, in, in 2018, I allowed my health to get away from me. I've gained, I'll just tell you, 30, maybe 35 pounds. And I, I, there's a certain threshold that when I cross it, I don't sleep right. My body aches. My joints begin to hurt. And I, I just don't live a healthy, vibrant life because I have allowed my health to go to a point that I shouldn't have gone. Now, here's the deal. It's not okay that I remain in this condition. It's not okay that, that my health, my poor health, is actually costing my family the joy of me being 100% with them. It's not okay. That's one example, your health. Toxic relationships. Now, I'm talking to some of you that have put up with some stuff. And you've tacked it up to, well, I've known them my whole life and we've been friends my whole life. And, you know, I couldn't possibly walk away from that relationship. I mean, they're family. Let me explain something to you. If, if the relationship is robbing you of your joy, your success, your forward progress, if someone's working really hard to try to keep you in your place... That's a relationship you don't need in your life. It's not okay. You don't have to tolerate that any longer. Think about that. What about a poor work environment? Now, I'll just say this out loud, and I hope that none of my son's bosses or managers are, are watching this program. But my son works at a very large institutional uh, corporation, and there are many, many divisions and departments of that monster corporation. But the one he happens to work in is incredibly toxic. The culture of the management there and how they do things is incredibly toxic and negative, and it's very demeaning. It's, it's really tough. It's really tough, and I, I feel for him. Uh, and, and so some of you have been working in environments that are simply toxic. They're negative. They're pulling you down. They have completely thrown a wet rag on your dreams, on your hopes, on your aspirations. And the people that you're around, they're not for you. Uh, they're not moving forward. They're out boozing it up, doing happy hour when you want to be home reading a book that's going to grow you. I mean, it, listen, people will suck you into the vortex of their culture quicker than you can shake a stick. And so I'm telling you right now, if you're in a work environment that is tearing you down, that is breaking your heart, that is really pulling life from you, then you need to consider, are you willing to continue tolerating that environment? Think about it. Is it acceptable to you or unacceptable? And maybe you measure that based on the outcome. Where will you be three years from now, five years from now, if you continue in those relationships? Good to think about, right? What about limited opportunity on your job. Now, maybe the environment's great. Maybe the culture's okay. But maybe for the dreams, the aspirations, the talent, the skills, the abilities you have, you can see yourself far beyond where the company is going to allow you to rise to. There's limited opportunity. There's, there's a very low ceiling on where you can go with this career. Think about that. If, if that's acceptable to you, fine. Stay there. Make your little paycheck. 
But if it's not okay with you, then you need to reflect, push pause, reset, and think about maybe it's time to make a change. Think about that. Living beneath your potential. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. Now, I'll tell you, it's easier than living up to your potential. <laughs> living up to your potential takes hard work and discipline and, and focus. So I, I want to argue the fact that it's easy to live beneath your potential. But do you want easy or do you want influence? That's what you got to think about. Do you want easy or do you want to make an impact? That is the question. Another area in this acceptable, unacceptable uh, quadrant is, are you happy doing what you're doing? I mean, there are some people that are in careers or in businesses or are on a job and the task that you do every day to make a, make a living is just making you miserable. You hate it. Maybe you spent $200,000 for a piece of paper called a degree and that, that field that you're in is killing you. Well, is it acceptable or unacceptable? It's a question only you can answer. That's question number two. Question number three. Now, this one may or may not resonate with all of you. And I, I recognize that most of my audience are people who call themselves Christians. They're believers. They, they not only believe in God, but they have a relationship with God. And that is certainly the worldview that I carry and how I approach my own life and as I'm teaching others. But so the third question is this. What is dad saying? Notice I pointed up. Heavenly Father. So he is the procreator of your existence. He is the one who made you in his image. He is the one who designed you. If we, if we believe the book of Jeremiah chapter one, before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, he had already constructed this beautiful, amazing, unique person and assigned that person to do really great things in life. And so at the end of the day, as you ask these questions, one of the questions you have to ask and pursue answers to is, what does he say about me? What, what does he see for me? As I'm going about my day-to-day -day life, is he seeing good things, bad things, positive things? Is he he's going, no, Brian, don't do that. Man, that's a waste of time. So here's what I know about what does dad say or what does heavenly father say about me or about the situation. When we ask, the Bible says that we, if we ask, he'll, he'll speak to us. In fact, uh, it's very simple. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Uh, another thing is, I, I love this scripture, you have not because you ask not. Sometimes the answers you're looking for are right there available to you, but you haven't asked the right question or to the right person. I promise you, he knows better than any of us. So if you want to inquire of someone, inquire of the Lord, and he will absolutely reveal to you truth that, that's beyond your own capacity. What does he have in mind for you? What has he already said about your future? What has he already granted you in this upcoming season? Awesome. So, Number three, what does dad say? Number four, this is an important one. What do I want? Well, Brian, it doesn't matter what I want. You know, I just want what God wants. And listen, don't, don't start that mess with me, okay? That's a bunch of religious crap, all right? I'll just say crap on the program. Here's the deal, all right? The Bible is very clear that God receives great pleasure when you receive the desires of your heart. 
The Bible also says that a, a, a person or a man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord being a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So if you put those two scriptures together and mirror those, what you're going to find is this. You have to make up your mind. You have to articulate, what do I want? And here's what I know. Out of your spirit, man, your mouth will speak and you will articulate, you will describe, you will say, this is what I want. This is, these are my desires. These are the things that I know are inside of me that need to come out and need to be born out in this world so I can help other people and make up my impact on the world. Here's the deal. Who do you think put those desires in your heart to begin with? You have to get in touch with your desires. You have to be able to describe and articulate and state clearly, this is what I want. All right, think about that. Number five, the last question. This is a tough one. I'm going to tell you right up front. What do I have to let go of in order to have what I want? What do I have to let go of in order to possess and take what I want? Think about that for just a second. You, you cannot hold on to the past and expect to run into your future. If you are anchored to your yesterday, you're going to have a very difficult time stepping into your tomorrow. If you are holding on to past failures or past successes, if you're holding on to old relationships or connections or covenants or allegiances, and expecting to, to, for God to bring new strategic relationships into your life, you're going to have a very, very hard time. I'm going to talk more about this in one of our sessions coming up in a couple of weeks, that, that you have to make room for those things that are coming to you and into you right now that are brand new, that are going to propel you into this greater future. The Bible in the book of Isaiah talks about forgetting those things which are behind and then pressing, pushing hard, being diligent to press into the things that are ahead. But here's the deal. The forgetting part comes before the pressing part. You cannot adequately press into something if you're still anchored and holding on to the past. What do I need to let go of? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a, a task or a, a job description, or maybe it's, if you run a business, maybe it's an employee, or maybe it's, a, maybe it's one of the services you provide. I mean, I do all kinds of things right now. I do coaching. I do podcasting. I do uh, mastermind groups. I do speaking. I do workshops. Man, I, I do consulting for companies. I do all kinds of things. I preach in churches. I do all kinds of things. Maybe it's one of those things I have to let go of to make room for something that's new and fresh. I don't know. But I'm searching and I'm asking. And I'm especially asking the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me because I know that He knows. So the five questions again, what is unfinished? What is unacceptable? What is dad saying about it? What do I want? And what do I need to let go of in order to have what I want? I, I want to just, I want to just challenge you, really challenge you from my heart to yours. I promise you right now, while you're watching this, I'm already digging deep. But I'm challenging you to, to ask these questions. Get some people around you that can help you process through them if necessary. A coach, a counselor, a friend. But go deep, ask the questions, and don't be afraid to hear or to understand the real answer. 
it will propel you into a future that you can't even begin to imagine. In our next session, we're going to take it one step further and talk about the process of self-identification. I hope you'll join us.